This is It Takes Two with Amy and JJ. Now heard throughout the region with 100,000 watts on 104.7 FM, 94.1 FM in the FM Metro, the KFGO mobile app, KFGO.com, and on the triple towers of power, the mighty 790 News Radio, KFGO. See it, stream it, skip it on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ. We tell you what to see in theaters, what to stream from the comfort of your own home, or to skip to save the time and the money. Okay, let's talk about the biggest release this week. In fact, so big that nothing else really wanted to go against it. The Marvel Cinematic Universe releases the third Ant-Man standalone film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Prepare to be confused. <laughs> so, I cards on the table, I love the MCU. I love all of those Marvel movies. I have a ton of fun watching them. I like some v- series more than I like others. Mm-hmm. And Ant-Man is one where I, Paul Rudd, who stars in these movies, I could watch Paul Rudd do anything. I think he's just a likable guy who does great work and feels very everyman to me. Even though he's got the ability to shrink or grow in size in this movie, that's his uh, superpower. Here are my big problems with this movie, and not big enough to say I did not enjoy this movie. I had a fine time at it, but I realized walking out, the second Ant-Man movie, I've only seen it once. Mm. I only have seen it when I first saw it in theaters, and I feel the same thing's going to happen with Ant-Man Quantumania. I saw it. It's done. I'll remember the important plot points when I see the next Marvel movie. It also came to my attention there that people are kind of feeling worn out by Marvel movies. So nowadays you've got the television shows that you're following. You've got the movies that you're following. And it's too much. When you're dealing with there's two Iron Man movies, there's one Thor movie, there's one Captain America movie. It's fine. And these are characters we've come to love. The problem with the MCU's standalone movies is this. Why don't you just call the rest of the Avengers? Yeah. Like, why don't you call these other superheroes to help? And so they have to find a way to keep our main characters away from the ability to be helped by other characters who are we've already established. I don't know why they call this movie Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Because... Evangeline Lilly doesn't have anything to do in this movie. Oh, really? In fact, this is probably one of the worst female written roles I have seen in a very, very long time. She is just there to have cutaway shots and be frustrated. Mm. She doesn't even get phenomenal action sequences. Hmm. I am incredibly shocked that this is what they decided to do with that character. Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, who play the original Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, who are Evangeline Lilly Hope's, uh, Hope Van Dyne's parents, are in this. Michael Douglas has some fun kind of scene-stealing lines where he gets to chew a little bit of the scenery, but it's not worthy of it. There's the cameo by Bill Murray that we're all excited about that is one of the most forgettable moments of this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, There's a lot here that just doesn't work. What does work is the establishment of Jonathan Majors as Kang, who is the new villain who's going to be in multiple movies. He does a great job. 
the dude's a phenomenal actor, and he's a great villain. Yeah. Great villain. So you know if you're going to go see this movie or not. You know the people who said, oh, I went to it yesterday at 530, and then I'm seeing it again today so that I can get all of the Easter eggs and I can get everything ready to go. If you've never been to a Marvel movie before, if you've only seen a handful of them, this is not the one for you. Mm. I can tell you this right now. This is too weird. It's too off the beaten path. I do not think that you will enjoy this movie. If you have a friend who's a major comic book fan, this is maybe a movie to see with them because they can explain to you some of the plot points. But I think that you're going to sit there in the theater the same way I did the first time I saw Hamilton, having never listened to any of it. And I was lost the first 45 minutes until I could train my ears to listen into what I was supposed to do. So is it a C or a skip? It's a C for me. Maybe a skip for you. Maybe a C for you. So you can go there. I can definitely tell you this. Skip the movie Marlowe. So <laughs> this is a movie uh, that is opening just this week in theaters nationwide. It stars Liam Neeson, uh, Jessica Lange. I mean, there's a lot of good people who are in this movie. Alan Cumming. Oh, wow. It is unfortunate. It is a 1930s uh, detective noir story. It does not get anywhere fast. It's just, it's no good. And trust me, I love a noir. Yeah. I love an old time detective story. This one just seems like they had a script that they had purchased at the studio and they needed to make it. And all these people are like, yeah, I got a free week. Yeah. We can get together. We can shoot this movie. So unfortunately, that is my skip this week, which you know is not a bad thing. And maybe this is the type of movie that if it's available on streaming service, you don't mind watching it. I can definitely tell you this much. I didn't feel it deserved my ticket price. Mm. And I go see just about anything. Yeah. Even on a $5 Tuesday, I don't think that this movie is worthy of your time. So just, is, it, is it worth it when it comes out on streaming to even watch it? Uh, is it a rainy day? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Are you waiting for your oil change and you can watch it in three separate chunks? Like then maybe, yeah, it might work at that point. But it's just, it's not something that I think you absolutely have to see. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to be talking about it. Like you're never going to be lost. So like, hey, did you see Marlo with <laughs> Liam Neeson? You're like, no. Was his daughter kidnapped? Well, there was a kidnapped <laughs> daughter, but not his. So that is my that's my two cents on that. Now uh, I want to talk about a movie that came out that was a great satire that really isn't never got enough attention, and it's a movie called American Dreams, and Dreams is spelled D R E A M Z. So the premise of this movie is it's right after the election, and Dennis Quaid has been reelected the president of the United States. And he's a George, uh, he's a George Bush type president. So he's a Southern president who people don't think is very intelligent. And he picks up a newspaper for the first time and he realizes there's a lot of bad stuff going on right now <laughs> that he has not been privy to. Uh, Willem Dafoe plays a Dick Cheney esque vice president. That is, he's almost unrecognizable in this role. It's so good. You know, he shaved his head bald. He's got the glasses. It's really good. And to improve the president's image, they've decided that he will be a deciding vote on this very popular show, American Dreams, which is a ripoff of American Idol. Okay. So it's a singing show. And on the show, uh, it follows you. Mandy Moore is one of these hopeful girls who actually is smarter than than she appears. Uh, And she's got a boyfriend who is a a military veteran (laughs) that, like, they just play it up the whole time. 
Uh, and then there's another hopeful young man who uh, happens to be part of a terrorist group. Oh. Not that he wants to be, but he's sort of been foisted into it in his homeland. Sure. And so they're like, if you can get far enough in this uh, in this contest, we might be able to use you like as a sleeper cell. <laughs> I know that sounds like a bizarre idea for a show. Hugh Jackman is the host of American Dreams, and he's just a smarmy guy. This movie is so funny. It's from the same people who made the American Pie movies, so you're mm. going to see a lot of those same cast members. But this isn't a teen comedy. This is a, a like... It is a satire of American politics and American entertainment and how they overlap in so many different ways. American Dreams came out in 2006, and it did not get the attention that it deserved. It is a movie that my friends and I still quote on a regular basis because we have so much fun watching it. It also, with the exception of flip phones, aged really well because we are still super obsessed with these contestant-based reality shows, The Masked Singer, um, uh, American Idol, you know, goes away and then comes back bigger than ever. Um, the Voice, all of these things. It is a great parody to get into that. I highly recommend you watch the trailer to American Dreams. And if you laugh at least once during that trailer, trust me, they didn't even put the good stuff in there. And it's a movie that I, it's, you know, it's only like 90 minutes long. So don't worry about it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend that one because it's, it's too good for its own its own liking. So, if you're going to watch something this weekend and you want to stream it from home, American Dreams is rentable on any major platform. That's Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu. If you're going to see something in theaters, you could do worse than Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania, but I think you know if you're going to see it or not at this point. Also, by the way, buy your tickets in advance to that one because all the theaters were pretty packed last night when I was there. And if you're going to skip something, oh, man, trust me, I'm saving you a lot of grief by not going to see Marlowe, which is a <laughs> 1930s detective noir story starring uh, Liam Neeson. It just didn't hit where it needed to be. But those are my recommendations for see it, stream it, or skip it this week.